So when Gallese got hit in the in 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 the in the groin, it was like, and he was down for a while, and Sancho started yelling, "He's just cold. He's just cold." And then he's like, and he goes, "Hey, Dad." And I was like, as he goes, what? Um, uh, I think Ayesa left his balls on the in 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 the goal line, and I was like, oh my god, nice. And then <laughs> train him, train him young. <laughs> and then like, the... he started, he's like, can I yell that out? I was like, no, you do not. Please do not. On on the broadcast, like it was uh, Callum and Callan, but Callan kept going, oh, yep, really tough hit to the abdomen. Oh yeah. Really hard to the abdomen. Yep. <laughs> That's a hard shot to the abdomen. <laughs> the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international stuff. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed. Produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome back to the Minnesota Football Show. We are going to start with our Woso news over here in this section. So let's quickly get into it. The U.S. Women National Team. Um, Becky Sauerbrunn celebrated 200th cap in her hometown of St. Louis during the U.S. versus Island second game. Um, celebrated her 200th cap Tuesday. So, yeah, because that was when it was. the. Um <laughs> I'm trying to think like when we go back to games of passes, like I always think of like, what day was that in a sense, but 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 everyone was cheering for her to score a goal because she hasn't scored a goal mm-hmm. in, um to a first and so unfortunately Becky wasn't able to before being subbed out. Um the US women national team was able to defeat the Republic of Ireland uh one nothing goal by Elena Cook, which was a wonderful like outside the box footer goal. Her first U.S. Women National Team goal that was scored on her birthday. Nice. So, um, we we like a center back goal, and when it yeah, comes, we do. Uh, when it comes on her birthday, that's even yeah, better. That's even better, right? Um, Angel City, Elisa Thompson, aka uh, my my favorite and NWSL player right now, currently uh, earned their first start. Kelly O'Hara O'Hara made her first appearance since July, which has been quite a, a long time. Casey Kruger earned her first appearance since birth of her new baby. And this was the friendly before the World Cup roster is announced. And as we talk about the World Cup roster, we have to give an update on the situation from Mallory Swanson. Mallory Swanson is out with a torn patella tendon. Uh, Maya had surgery on Tuesday to repair her, her torn patella tendon. Typically, recovery from this type of injury is a minimum of six months, which that means she's net, she's out of the World Cup. And um, this is going to be a huge loss for the U.S. Women National Massive, team. yeah. Massive. Like, Man is not only, like, a player, a, a leader on the field, but just someone who loves to have fun, and that's contagious um, in the locker room. But just overall, Mallory was just on a tear. And and having someone miss that, uh, um, hopefully they're able to replace that. And um, um, in that sense, for me, it, it shoots the... Alyssa Thompson chances of making of making the squad, but um, you know, 
heart goes out to to Mallory Swanson and 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 loved ones. Just that's a tough injury to come from, and hopefully, um, recovery won't be as as um, as frustrating, or you know, it will be fast for them to be able to do that. Yeah. You want to see Mal on the field um, in any kind of sort of way. Um, so and and credit to we don't often talk about the the spouses on here, but which why would we? Um, but credit to Mal's husband, um, baseball player who drove her. He's getting a lot of flack on Twitter because. He drove her to surgery, obviously, um, sat with her through the day. Surgery was at like 4 a.m. or something, and then he had to play a game, uh, a night game, like 7 o'clock first pitch or something, um, and ended up being removed from the game early. But uh, he's he's really feeling for her and, and kind of taking that blow with her of her missing, um, of her going to miss the World Cup. So uh it's been kind of cool to see the the full like family aspect for once which we we don't see all that often i mean we see it a little bit with julie Ertz and and zach Ertz, obviously but um we'll just see all of the different uh communities kind of coming together to to support her and him by proxy yeah yeah being a, a significant other partner who's going through, who had to, is, is helping their, you know, loved one go through, like, you know, a knee injury. It's just, you know, it's not, it's a lot. And so for them, and so, like, I'm totally in that. Be supportive as much as you can and just take it one day at a time. That's literally all you can do. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to uh, NWSL. Um UKG and National Women's Soccer League announced historic pay equity milestone. This means that bringing the first ever million dollar prize pool to a U to US women's soccer, uh, UKG, a leading provider of HR payroll and workforce management solutions for all people in the National Women's Soccer League, will make his history on April 19th when the 2023 UKG NWSL Challenge Cup kicks off um, after already increasing the bonus pool tenfold in 2022 ukg will double the prize pool for the 2023 nwcl challenge cup representing a significant step forward in reaching pay parity within the u.s men's game ukg is again collaborating with nwc athletes sydney larue and christine press to rally national awareness and support the pay equity challenging every, challenging everyone to to level the playing field so that's uh, um, that's about damn time you know <laughs> You know, but great that we're making those those, those strides. Um, this I was trying to read up on because um, this next Twitter news because I'm a I'm a Thorny, I'm a Thorns fan. So Portland Thorns acquire forward Adriana Leon on loan from Manchester United Women. Portland Thorns have acquired forward Adriana Leon on a short-term loan from the Women's Super League side Manchester United until June 30th, which makes it really interesting to me. Uh, the Canadian international will join the team in Portland and will be added to the roster pending the receipt of. P1 visa never goes away. Good people. old P1 visa. Good now old it's P1 here. Visa. It'll never go away. Yep. 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 So let's go ahead and wrap up some of the scores. Uh, Friday, April 14th, Thorns and Dash tie 1 1. Goals by Crystal Dunn for the Thorns and Maria Sanchez for the Dash. Um, this past Saturday, Gotham FC 2, Orlando Pride 0. Goals by Lynn Williams and Mitch Purse. 
that game was crazy. So, so like I think this it's, it's been on the social socials to be able to, to see that that you know those goals. But overall, I can't. I, I that's a game I have to rewatch. Chicago Red Stars four, Kansas City Current two. Goals by Red Stars Ella Stevens, Penelope Hawking, rookie who earns her first prize in an own goal by KC. Goals for KC are Dabinia and Mimi Larson. So there's your Dabinia update. Um, I Angel City. Two racing Louisville. Two goals by Louisville. Savannah DeMello and Kristen Davis. Goals by Angelo City, Katie Johnson, and Savannah McCaskill. So there you go. And all the rain one. San Diego Waves zero goal by, for goal by uh, all rain by Olivia Van Vanderjack, and I believe. I think, a defender. I want to say she's a defender, but I'm not sure. Um, Homegrown, yeah, but I, I want to know that if I believe they're a defendant, but I cannot be sure. But it, because I remember something from last season that revolved around them. But anyways, speaking of the oil rain, are currently up for sale, joining the Portland Thorns, Chicago Red Stars, and looking for new ownership. So, all you celebrity people or people who just have <laughs> billions of dollars, we just we're just asking for like a billion dollars. That's it. Just just your pocket change. Yeah. If, yeah. You, if you have any to spare. Um right. I think it was it was crazy how that news actually came out with uh with Leon essentially uh saying that everything's for sale, but no one specifically mentioned OL Rain, but it was like everyone who, who kind of knew their background realized that that meant uh oil rain as well um so that everyone kind of heard that new second third hand right uh so really really interesting situation there uh you know with european uh soccer business really affecting things here right and so to elaborate a little bit more um the all all group has hired the is it rain or rainy group uh which is currently involved in ongoing sale process of manchester united to find a buyer uh french newspaper because i like saying stuff in france and french Le keep reported wednesday that the oil group agreed to sell the majority stake in the french women's soccer team olympic olene to american businesswoman michelle king who's also owns nwsl washington spirit Hmm. Uh, an NWSL spokesperson said the league is aware of all groups interested in selling the rain and will work closely with them to ensure any potential owners are aligned with their league's vision and value. That that's a copy and paste template. <laughs> um so again, both the Red Star Storms and Oil Rain are, are seeking new buyers after their incumbent owners dealt with investigations into e, into team coaches about abusing NWSL players, which is, you know, what is the, is the basis of all this. That we want, we want, we want people who create this, you know, who create and contain this type of environment out. We just, but, but, I don't know. Like, the whole business side of this whole thing is is like. It's a it's a far reaching, like never ending thing. And mm-hmm. I feel like these things are gonna keep popping up. Yeah. It was only a matter of time before this came up too, I think. That is true. I, that, I, I think we kinda okay. we kind of speculated a little bit on that last year, like when would this part happen and, and how was um all of that stuff going to affect it? But I mean it 
if it happens now, I mean, it's a good chance for everyone to really finally take that step forward and and move on the way that everyone kind of wants to, um, just to to get rid of uh, all of that and keep going. So it'll be interesting. They will be. Uh, out to Minnesota Aurora FC news. Goalkeepers Olivia Grotman from St. Thomas and Bayless Flynn from Indiana have returned for the 2023 season. I'm excited Whoop. about that. Uh, Kylie Olson, defender from Utah State University, signs for the 2023 season. That's um, that's a new one. We'll see. Incoming a role player, Hannah Adler, helped the U.S. women's beach soccer team qualify for the World Beach Games. Okay, I'm excited about this because I want Aurora to run with beach soccer. Like yes, just start taking it over, just like even if it's just a promotional thing, that would be amazing because you know, too many turf fields, a lot more sand fields, and yes. playing that in the lake that would be great. I mean, I can just see the whole <laughs> promotional campaign, uh, and I'm not going to dive into it because I'm pretty sure someone's going to steal my thoughts, um, uh, and profit off them. But regardless, midfielder Lydia Rupert, uh, returns for the 23 season. Man, this team is just like. Like I was excited for the inaugural season, but the second season is like, whoa, there's mm-hmm. people coming, like, you know, like like a lot of it was like sort of homegrown type of sense. And now the feeling is like, whoa, people want to come play for us. We're like, what? Yeah. And, and I mean it it really tells you about all the all the uh and I think we've talked about this uh with signings a couple of weeks ago, but all these players who have heard such good things about the environment um and about the team. Everyone wants to play together and be part of that group uh so it should be a pretty stacked squad uh and deep as well which we saw we saw plenty of last season but um a lot more opportunities this year and it's i think there's a few more signings coming um camp doesn't start until uh well media days on May 9th, the Meet the Team event um, at Mall of America open open to fans is on Sunday, May 7th. Um, and I would bet there's uh, two or three more players before, <laughs> two or three more players. <laughs> I would bet there's a few more um, by that time uh, when they kind of lock in um, their their general roster for the season, so. Keep watching. There's there's a couple every week. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited for that. I'm also excited because they think they're going to take back Isa and G uh, to work. So that just makes um you know makes it even more more funner for me. And um, yeah, that's that's kind of like um just the overall family aspect of it. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. But let's go ahead and just um. Talk about the 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 elephant in the room, which was the um, uh, game between between Minnesota and Orlando. Um, it was kind of like a torn game for me because Orlando has Pedro Pedro Gallese, or as other people call it, Pedro Galese. Um, um, but um, and so it's another Peruvian national team maker, but he's also a really good goalkeeper, <laughs> and so. Uh, in this um in this in this start um it was a different um look for the Lewins as 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 um shall we say personnel starting um yeah and I thought that was really interesting um 
I'm trying to see if I can pull up the the who was it that that started, but I know um, it was uh, trapped in start. Um, right, it was Dotson and, and Ariaga. Yeah, in that uh, in that midfield, um, the big thing, of course, was Sang Bin Zhang getting his first start, second right. appearance. Um, he started in like in the ten spot. With Mender Garcia up front in the four two three one, and and people who saw this like having to see Robin Lude on the right side was was a relief in a sense. Finally uh, moves back to the right. Uh, Bongi moves to the left, um, which I know some people were a little concerned about just because we've mostly seen him on the right. Um, but then on in the back four, you've you've Lawrence on the left. Uh, DJ Taylor on the right, and we've seen we've seen Lawrence combine quite a bit with Bongi um, down the wings. So uh, if if Heath was going to revert to his preferred four two three one rather than sticking with the four three three and incorporating Sangbin, um, this is kind of the the lineup that I had wanted to see. Yeah, and. And at the same time, because I wanted to see it, I did not expect it to happen. So to see um, to see those changes made, um, and really putting putting the best guys in position to really get Sangbin into the game um, yeah, and, and into and, the and, squad, and it and, it worked. You know, usually the that first half was all Minnesota in a sense. Right? Yeah, I mean yeah. the first thirty minutes uh, scoreless at halftime, but I think those first thirty minutes were probably the best that we've seen them play this season. Uh, I mean, we've seen a couple games where they they score early, um, and they didn't have that this time. But uh, it was it was not for lack of trying. Um, no, it was a really solid first half hour. Uh, when normally it's 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 Minnesota nearly conceding in that first minute or two and this time it was Minnesota nearly scoring in the first minute or two so um really big switch uh and fantastic first half yeah no I think to me the the wonderful thing is that um Mende Garcia and Bongi just really complement each other well with that mm-hmm. speed and what I what I liked about this situation is that uh, Mender, Sangbing, and Bongi kind of like rotated within those positions a lot. Um, yeah, and, and I think that was and Lude was, was able to kind of roam a yep. little bit too. Yep, and we talked about it and and we mentioned it is like there's, there's there's there seems to be no urgency or there seems to be no not looking to get Lude involved in the offense or him touching the ball right. even if it's just a touch and then go back. But man. He looked like a like a like a person determined to do something. And <laughs> yeah. So many mags, so many touches, so many great one-two combination passes, which is exactly what we want to see. Like this off this running right into fun. traffic yeah. to try to try to mix things up a little bit and free yep. up the other guys to. Um, he was he was like the the disruptor, the distractor, just mm-hmm. uh, taking up space and and getting into spaces that. Uh, Orlando had locked down um, and he was I was sure we were going to see a goal from him by by the end of the first half um, but yeah I think it was like the best case scenario for how 
both yeah, and, Garcia and Lude play and then, you know, the interplay think, with everyone else. And I, and I think it was, you know, it was fun to watch them, but also fun watching um, Ariaga and Dotson not have to be mm-hmm. so defensively minded in a right. sense, right? Yeah. Specifically Dotson. Dotson pushing up and being, uh, I mean, I thought it was a good bounce back game for Dotson who had, didn't have a good game in the last outing. Uh, but yep. just overall, you know, he looked like somewhat of, a, of the things that we want him to look like before his injury, right? Exactly. Ariaga was more of like, you know, control the ball and pass it. Like he didn't really get too involved in the offense, which is great when he does that kind of stuff. He looks good. I mean, he holds the yep. ball a little bit too long to my to, to my liking, but there's also there's still this understanding that we're not moving close enough to make these triangles. So he has supporting lanes to pass him too. Right. So I get that. But um, I mean, that first half was, 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 was really intriguing and interesting. Um, I still don't understand how DJ Taylor missed that ball wide open. I God. hit it totally with an effect. So the ball went out. I was like, Oh, there were so many chances. And, yes. Um, uh, that chance. And then Bongi missing that one. Yeah. Really early, like four feet in front of the goal line. And it completely had Clay beat and um, should have been a, a really easy uh, clean tap in for a go-ahead goal early. Um, yeah, there were a few chances like that. I think uh, quite a bit of that actually did come from, you know, passing with Dotson and Ariaga. They were doing a really good job of just moving the ball into those spaces. Um, and yeah, we, we didn't really see them have to have to do the cleanup play so much, uh, which definitely frees up Dotson to, to move forward, press forward with, with Lude. Right. Um, yeah. Over, overall first half really, really good. And I think they carried that into the second half. They, Heath didn't make any changes. I think um, Garcia was the first sub in like the 67th minute, which we've seen pretty much every every match, right? Garcia coming out. Um, Sangbin went out shortly thereafter. Um, he's obviously not quite match fit yet um, coming in here. So uh but I think that's also when the game completely changed, right? Like we were, right. we were talking about that last night where it, it's like the, the atmosphere on the field completely changed. Um, even though they were, they were up one Oh at that point. Um, yep. The 58th um, minute um, just overall, we talked about this like triangle passing, just and through mm-hmm. passing, just a combination and just grit to get the ball. Cause we've had seen several plays like that that yep. didn't develop, right? We had Bongi who beat someone else after stealing the ball and crossed it and someone hit it over the bar. Um, but this time, Dotson's able to do the same thing and just perfect ball across and then yeah. Bongi scores and we get the Bongi celebration and Bongi goals just... Bongi and amazing. Taylor doing a whole synchronized dance yeah, in the corner. <laughs> that was just, you know, lovely. Um, and-, and just to, like, the change in the in the mood with these guys um, where everyone is just giant smiles and just celebrating each of those plays and, and, and each of any time one actually goes in 
um, especially, obviously, but um, just, and I, we've talked about it previously, but just the change in mood from these guys and, and kind of the, uh, the vibe, everyone's just kind of happy with each other and holding each other accountable. And I, um, I think that's definitely changed uh, kind of the outlook on the match as well. But that also changes a little bit once you start, you know, changing players out and uh, forcing guys in the positions, spaces that yeah. maybe they don't perform best in. But, you know, th- those first like 60 minutes, they got to be themselves and, and do their thing. Um, Caravan was close a few times. Uh, Lude got into those spaces. Bongi should have had a couple before that. Uh, Taylor should have had that one. Um, but they're all just like playing happy and like playing free until yeah, those and they're, changes they're came. creating really good opportunities. And I think yeah. that's that's a positive aspect. Te- yeah, team opportunities. It, yeah. it wasn't so much of the the desperation, like one guy gets the ball and just runs, like, okay, I'll do it no. myself. We didn't we saw some of that later, um, really late in the game. Uh, which we'll get to, but um, yeah, like team passing, short, short, crisp mm-hmm. shots. All of the shots um, up to that point were all like within the 18, rather than all those long balls that we typically see, where you know they're trying to rein in these shots, and but they're coming from ways out not threatening whatsoever but they were actually getting into those spaces getting into those box into the box um and making those shots from from dangerous positions so to see that confidence in the 18 and in the six is a totally new thing obviously still shaky as we talked about with uh with both bongi and taylor's misses um yeah beautiful goal that's what you that's what everyone wanted to see at home and they haven't really seen it yet so uh really solid yeah no i I think overall like tapia's is still you know learning his way around but yeah man is he fun to just see him bully people (laughs) (laughs) between between him and boxy just like it's like bash brothers i swear it's yep yep they just kind of run into people and people fall over and uh, eventually Boxy gets a yellow uh, late in the game just for kind of existing in the same space as, as right. an Orlando player was trying to get into. Apparently, apparently, you know, uh, the league Be- being big and tall um, yeah. and solid is uh, a foul. <laughs> um, the, the officiating the entire game was weird. Um saying Ben actually had to, I in slack with uh Northland soccer journal we're all like you know a couple of people are at the game a couple of us are watching on tv and and a lot of it uh just before halftime and um coming out in the second half was like okay was that as bad on tv as it looked from down here like what what happened why wasn't that a yellow like what did we miss um but saying Ben had probably the cleanest like just complete steamrolling crunching tackle that I've ever seen. Um and somehow doesn't get a whistle on it, which yeah. cool. The ref the ref is in just the right position 
to to think that he got all ball on that one um on the replay he clearly does not but uh so we saw another side of saying men's speed there um boxy with some big challenges uh lewd took some and and gave some back through the game um bongi got smoked a couple times but Mender Garcia uh, running over a player was, was, was hilarious. After not getting after not getting a call, and then he gets it, he just runs right. And then over he him. gets yeah yeah. Both of those should have been yeah. should have been called. So um, you know, that was Orlando, the that was the other debate in Slack. Yeah, yeah. it so. was it was like it, it was a chippy game at points. It was competitive for sure. Yeah. And uh, you know Orlando on that counter super quick. Mm-hmm. I you know seeing it live is different, but Pereira, Gonzalez, all of them can can really move the ball quickly, and and I think that's one of the things that you know uh, we've noticed this season is that you know we're not so much as a we're much more of a counterattacking team, and so our possession yes. is never going to be up there. Uh, um, but overall, it's just you know like when we pushed up and we didn't get the ball out where we needed to, they were there with that counter, and then sixty six minute. I mean, Ron Angulo we, was able to put one of them away from one of those penetrations, which is exactly what we were doing. They did use the exactly. same formula. We yeah. penetrated yeah. into the box, crossed it right over, uh, and boom, some on the other side, boom, and there you go. And it was interesting because we've talked about the these two teams being kind of similar. Um, Orlando's been pretty solid on the road, but it hasn't been able to get a win at home. Uh, they're they're basically picking up draws everywhere, but. Um, the first half, it was all Minnesota, and then the subs kind of changed that. Um, and it was the opposite for Orlando. Like, they couldn't really put anything together, and then they start making all of these subs. Um, and then we start to see those those counterattacks right, really, right. like, create something for mm-hmm. them. So total opposite from, uh, from how um, the loons are playing it. And they nice goals i don't i don't know how Aguilo got got there unmarked um we ended up with quite a few because of that high press quite a few just big spaces and a couple guys caught yep. ball watching again or like facing the goal when when the guy with the ball is right behind them in the 18 and free to shoot um so the, you know so some more of the, the same stuff that we've talked about week in week out year after year with this team but um i think minnesota held it together a little bit better after that goal than we've typically seen it kind of it sucks some energy out of the stadium for sure i could tell from the i wasn't there i could tell from the broadcast that it definitely changed things um but Uh, i think they they responded a lot better yeah but Um, then um but then, like you said, the substitutes come in. So Orlando brings in Felipe Martins, Duncan McGuire, right? Uh, Duncan yeah. McGuire, like him and Boxy battling it out, like literally looked like a UFC match. Like Duncan yeah. McGuire was like sticking his ground. Boxy was kind of bouncing off of him. It was like, holy cow. It's like the first time I've taken someone actually take it to Boxy. Yeah. And yeah. It was really interesting. And it was. It was funny because on the on the broadcast, uh, Callan Carr is you know talking about how okay, well Duncan McGuire is on the bench, and you know I I think we'll see like how much the game can change with him coming in, 
And then sure enough, he comes in and so does Martins. And uh, the two of them just, uh, you know, as much as Lude was the disruptor, uh, they did exactly the same thing, taking advantage of those counters on the other end. Paul um, gets to Felipe and that's it. Uh, so a second goal for Orlando was McGuire um, with, the, with the cleanup on a really solid team effort again, um, which again, sucked the air out of the stadium, it seemed. Uh, and you, you can speak to that, but um, you know, it was, I think there was some momentum there and then McGuire got the ball and it, it was done. Yeah. And I think for um, the thing too, is just this overall, um, you know, like even though it was, it was this deflating loss in a sense, we still created lots of great chances. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I think when Will Trapp came in, then Luis Samarilla, then Franco Fracapane, like Luis Samarilla sported his new cut and he played a lot yeah. better. Yeah. Like, he was doing a lot better. And then there was that one moment where like he got the ball close to the box and South Fragapane making a run and he just slowly chips it. And Fragapane yep. gets that ball and just blasts it. And then Pedro Pedro Gallese takes it into the groin and blocks the shot. <laughs> and ball goes, you know, ball goes out. It's like it was it was a beautiful stop. Like he used his whole body. It was, like, yeah. That was should have yeah. been in. And I think Gallese yep. had a had a couple of those where like he stopped balls going in where they should have gone in and uh, and he did with a good goalkeeper you that's what happens you know yeah you do that. i mean he he had some moments though where you know he would make the stop but not always catch it um and there's one really late where i think there were f like four shots on him that he kept stopping but they kept bouncing right back out into the six and um there should have been like three any three of these cleanup shots should have been goals um, but yeah, he kept popping up and, and making those stops and getting into those spots. And, yep. um, that was insane. I can think of a couple other goalkeepers who would not have, um, had they been in for that game, probably wouldn't have been able to, to keep up with that so late. Um, and, and, yeah, and was... there you go. Like, you know, Orlando played, played out, played out the rest of the game. We had some frustrations. Um, we had a, Kervin Ariaga free kick that was barely about like a foot and a half over the bar. Uh -huh. Um, you know, um uh, like a uh, like a game that we could have tied it for sure. Oh yeah. But it also could have easily been a game that we win for 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 one, for two. Yep. I I really like the moment in it was not long after that second Orlando goal where Boxy gets the ball on a counter and just runs. And he makes it all the way yes. down the wing with like, yes. there's a couple guys following him. There's a few trying to get down to the end so that they can be there to turn on him when he gets there. But he just takes it and he gets all the way into the 18 um, or just outside the 18. That's actually, that's what set up the free kick, isn't it? Um, yeah. They Because he gets like, he wasn't tackled, but as he goes to cross the ball, uh, a defender gets a, a foot on it and um his his cross just doesn't come off the foot very well it was it was kind of it looked like a mistimed hit but it was because of the tackle um 
but you know, you give these guys, and he was just laughing the whole time, like how I don't think he expected to be able to get that far um, untouched. That's the thing that we let about. alone get into the box, right? And, and we saw that with Lawrence a couple times too. He he was doing the same thing. So yeah. Um, yeah. these guys Lawrence were like up and down game. Um, yeah, he was getting yeah. beat a lot, but at the same time, he was providing opportunities on the other side. So yeah, he was he was pushing and he was yeah he was drawing drawing people away and then um i think boxy was a bit more of a surprise but uh eventually they caught up with him too but that's that's what you can do with with that squad and and with that back four um and i think uh maybe valentine in place of lawrence next game then mix it up a little bit uh just because lawrence seems to be getting a little bit frustrated um not that benching him will necessarily help with that confidence whatsoever, but um, I think seeing what Valentin can do next, uh, it would have been Valentin, Boxy, and Tapias making those runs and, uh, you know, crashing into the 18 right. at the other end on the counter. So, I mean, and that's probably what you we might want to... We can see, yeah, we can see all the possibilities now. There's yeah, yeah. there's plenty of options. And, and credit to Lawrence, though, because he did suffer yeah. like an upper upper body injury yeah, he, it was like a, it was a, a neck. It was a head to head. Yeah, um, might have been more neck, but yeah, they were doing concussion protocol on the side, and he came back um, in checking him over. Yeah, you know, was able to to do as best as he could. So, uh, you know, much respect for that. You know how I feel about upper body injuries and and head on head collisions, but you know, I'm not a coach and I'm not a professional playing in this league or being paid to be in this league, so. Uh, but yeah, I think I think that's that's something that we we talked about on 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 in the stands with my with Santi because he was just asking. Yeah, had a lot of different questions about it, and so you know I think that's um, um that's that's that's, that's the understanding. But overall, like even though it was like frustrating to lose literally in the 80th minute and getting all these other chances, like being able to see um you know our players like SBJ play and seeing people kind of rotate and see what we can actually look like when everyone's kind of playing in that in, in that right situation that they need to be where they can be productive that's really interesting and it's really fun to watch them just try to do all those things you know yeah i mean this is this is the squad that on paper we've been told will be really good and work together and we just haven't seen it come to fruition on on the field for a variety of reasons um but we saw it this time and i think this is uh that was the game that they should be playing week in and week out and and it was especially refreshing after last week right because it was that was like a return to uh three-year plan 1.0 um totally different team totally different atmosphere uh different energy and I, I they could they could do a lot with that uh with those combinations that we saw yesterday so yeah i mean it they gave up kind of a, a dumb goal but orlando other teams are going to put those together yep. and uh those are going to happen um but i think once hopefully we see the same front four next week so that they can kind of continue that um, figuring out what works, what doesn't. Uh, it's 
good to practice that against an Eastern Conference team, much like if your two losses of the season are going to come against an Eastern Conference. So you're not, I mean, you're dropping three points, but you're also not like handing your immediate opponent, you know, three points within uh, conference standing. So um, decent situation overall, I think. Yeah, I mean, we play Seattle next, so who knows where we'll be. Seattle has been struggling, so let's get into <laughs> Who knows where uh, Seattle will be. <laughs> yeah, we don't know when that will be. So let's go ahead and kind of just jump through some of these scores. Um, just so that, that we mentioned, um, Seattle and Portland, which is always a fun game to watch. Um, this case, um, Portland's score literally could what could have been, you know, uh, considered a lot to be the, the goal so far of this season uh, is Dyer Aspria makes a bicycle kick goal in the 71st minute to just, you know, start start the route um, because Seattle at that point was leading one nothing uh, with Rui Diaz goal. And then you have Dyer Aspria in the 71st, Nathan Fo is it Focaccia? Yeah, well, yeah. 76. Uh, he has Goda in the 81st and Mosqueda in the 89th. I mean, like it was just like a second half. And, you know, it was just one of those things where you 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 don't really see that kind of score. And Seattle's mm-hmm. going to be lo- going out looking to rebound. And here we kind of waltz right in for a rebound <laughs> because we have not been playing that great in a sense this past two games. So we'll see how that works out. Um, yes. FC Dallas, who will be a next home game, and um, where we're, get, we're getting ready for those uh, for those Becky G fan signs, support fan signs that we have. Uh, where we'll <laughs> That's be working and it's those. the after it's the afternoon game so Sunday we're afternoon. Gonna, we're going to be on TV, so someone's going to have to put that on me. So <laughs> so Jesus Ferreira again scores in the fifth minute. Uh, Bernard Camungo in the eighty eighth. Uh, Real Salt Lake um, Jefferson Severino scores in sixty eighth. So Dallas move, uh, wins 2-1. Um, Austin and Vancouver tied 0-0. Um, San Jose uh, and Sporting KC. Roberto Castellanos ca- uh, uh, was kicked out of the game in the 38th minute. Um, I just don't know what SKC is doing. Every year they say they're... It looks like they're they're going to you know there's the hype and everything and every year mm-hmm. at least the past three years something is happening and right now they're not clicking uh, and I'm hoping they they stay that way um, um, but overall uh, it's just overall something that we kind of need to to keep our eye on right um, Christian yeah. Espinosa against scores in the ninth minute and then uh, our, our what if what could have been you know, multiverse scenario of Minnesota United, Jeremy Bobosi uh, scored a penalty kick in the 40th minute and in the 51st minute scored a goal. Um, that just puts it into the last game that we want to talk about for Saturday was uh, St. Louis versus Cincinnati. All right. And St. <laughs> Louis just literally decided to um, try to sh- people about their losing streak and um, literally took it to Cincinnati 5-1. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch this game that much, but overall, you know, um, I, I caught into the one, game. I caught one of the goals, which was yeah. another Klaus, just like somebody gave completely him completely take. Again. Yep. Right. Perfect. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what we need. People, people just, <laughs> 
people just needed that. And, and you know, in St. Louis, it's just overall uh, ecstatic talking about how they never really went away. And oh. that should be really interesting to see. Um, just a, a quick rundown of the of, of of the standings: Eastern Conferences, New England's on top, Cincinnati still in second place, Atlanta United, Columbus, um, New York City, Nashville, Orlando, Chicago, Toronto, round up your and, and Philadelphia running your top ten, and of course DC United, the Red Bulls, Inter Miami, Charlotte, and of course Montreal run out your bottom half. Uh, in the um, Western Conference, St. Louis still top. Seattle Sounders with 16. LAFC, which is uh, plays plays a very important, fun game um, today, um, is in third place. FC Dallas in fourth. San Jose in fifth. Minnesota in sixth. So we're still staying within the range. Houston yeah. Dynamo staying in, in seventh. Um, eighth is Vancouver. Ninth is Portland. Tenth is Austin, which still a little bit um you know i don't want to kick kick austin while they're down but i i, I well, you know it's a rebound of, of ideas colorado's in 11th also lake is in 12 galaxy we just can't figure things out uh and 12 and and 13th place and of course skc and the bottom on the league so that's your roundup for um for pretty much just the mls and all the other stuff do you have anything else you want to cover or you, anything else you want to talk about? No, I think we hit them off. I think, yeah, I think that's it. So we'll go ahead and just um, break into and we'll bring in Eric for the international section news. And wow, this, 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 this is just going fast. So fast. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm glad because the weather is not the greatest out right now. So, right. So, so we'll be right back. Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be dreaming because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota football show. Welcome to the second half of the Minnesota football show. It is international news section, and of course, our international news correspondent, Eric, is ready to go. So take us there. It was a busy week. Um, I'm going to go fairly quickly here, but uh, Goyaz Sports Club, they played their state championship last Sunday against their crosstown uh, derby rivals, Atletico Goyaniense, and it was a weird, weird match. Um, they were they were coming into this thing in the hole, um, one nil down, I believe it was. And I mean, it was two, no, sorry, two, two nil down, two nil down. And then right away, early, um, they score a goal. And then immediately, one guy gets a yellow. Bastos, Bastos gets another. He's sent off with a, with a red uh, right before halftime. So I think at halftime, it was 1-1. So that still gave um, Atletico a 2-1, a, a 3-1, uh, rather, aggregate. So at this point, I'm thinking, well, that was nice. And there's really no chance now with, with 10 people, with 10 players and having a two goal spread. Um, somehow, incredibly, they start the next half and they get a PK. So they, they take it down to a uh, two to three aggregate. And then just because this thing is, you know, the, the axles or the wheels are falling off the axles, 
Um, Atletico gets a red card. <laughs> so now it's 10v10 with 20 minutes to play. And at the very end of the match, like the last second, the 95th minute, uh, Goyaz actually scored the equalizer to make it a 3-3 aggregate, which, of course, uh, goes to the the double extras. Nobody scores. So we're going to PKs for the Goyaz State Championship. And it was very dramatic. I actually watched this part live. I was able to find a, a decent stream. Um, it, it was it was weird PKs, too. Like, this just, just weird energy carried throughout the whole thing. Everybody was hitting PKs. It went all the way to five. So nobody was missing. Um, and then for what would have been the sixth and winning goal for Goyaz, the, uh, the, the kicker takes it from the left. And he does the kind of the, the curl run to, to hit it with his left foot. But as he hits it, it does go in. He slips a little bit. And Rodrigo, I'm sure you know the rules here. His right foot barely touches the ball as he's falling down, right? And you know what that means. VAR, review, blah, 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 blah. Can't have the other foot touch the ball even if it's an accident. They nullify it. So that counts. Even though it went in, they count it as a miss. Sends it to Atletico. They bury it. They win. They get the trophy. So the whole match was just batshit. It was very, very weird. The fact that I was able to come back was, yeah. was pretty awesome. That, but then to lose, rule, though. Like, it's I know weird. that's the thing. Like, like to lose in that manner too, to to make that kind of a comeback yeah. it was just it's like, messed it's, up. It's like it's like a double contact, double double contact, double whammy type of thing. And it's yep. like you're like what? It's like yep. Yeah, the the commentators were even trying to explain it, and nobody really could really agree and figure it out. I was like, well, great, here we go. Um, and then, as is tradition with this club that I, for some reason, still follow after over three decades, uh, they fired the coach. <laughs> as we know, I, we've lost. They fired him. Yeah, we've lost track at this point. I think we're somewhere at twelve. I think I put in here over the yeah. Heath tenure in seven years. It's incredible, including one year in there where I think they had three in a year. Um, and so this this kind of just bleeds into but Brasileiro started yesterday league play. So once again. This is not the first time this has happened. Goyaz started league play without a manager. They have, they have an interim. They just threw something together. And, and they played uh, Panarinsi, and they lost 2-0. They probably could have lost 5 or 6-0. So the fact that they at least, you know, held it there, whatever. Held it respectable. It's going to be a rough season. Uh, I, ho- I hope they get it together just to stay above the line. But um you know, Man. a lot of the times, like most of us who follow our, our our own teams and different leagues, that's all we want. It's just not to get stay relegated. above the line. Yep. Because then we can't yep. watch you anyway. <laughs> and it's going to be hard too. like I was I, I was listening to some commentators and they're saying, man, this 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 uh, year of Brazilian like all the teams, like even the, the promoted teams are really good. So it's like there's not a lot of room for error. So uh, it's going to be stressful, but whatever. Um, I want to hop to Europa League, which we don't always cover, but Feyenoord hosted Roma and, and beat them 1-0. That's uh, Jose Mourinho's Roma there. But the story of this match, I don't know if you all saw this. Um, there, was a, um, there was an object that was thrown at one of the Feyenoord uh, players when they played Ajax, the big derby, not too long ago. And, he was, and the player was actually escorted off all bloody from getting right, hit by whatever. That. Saw you that, saw this, yeah. right? Yep, yep. So kind of in, in response to this, the Feyenoord supporters had this pretty uh, <laughs> interesting and, and kind of cool idea 
to rather than bring objects that could do harm, they brought all these inflatable beach toys like beach balls and like you can see in the photos they they got the the palm trees they got the everything so they were just knocking around beach toys for like the entire match which looked pretty amazing it looked pretty cool and, and showing solidarity too with with what what with what happened and just kind of trying not 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 to make levity of it but you know it's very much that take a lemon make lemonade kind of philosophy i think so it, it was cool to see like I'd, I'd never seen so many beach balls being batted around at a, at a match before it was pretty cool and um, no one went in and like confiscated all of those oh there were so many have you seen the photos it could, was covered no was, i haven't yeah i i, I think oh, maybe look. at first they're like we'll go grab those 380 200 <laughs> now forget it <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> they're not hurting anybody just let them yeah <laughs> exactly nice. exactly nice can, can um, we do that at ollie we should do that at aurora for sure right mm-hmm. i don't see why not i don't see why not because as soon as they hit, hit the, at the turf the hot turf they're just gonna pop they're right? just gonna blow up <laughs> actually there you go that, that's a physics experiment right there <laughs> how many will explode on contact let's just wait for a pk <laughs> against us and then that's when we bust them out and just throw them out yeah there you go um, Champions League, uh, we're in the we're into the uh, quarter situation right now, and and Man City just looks scary. Um, they beat Bayern three 0 I mean, I put in here they made Bayern look like Minnesota United. <laughs> I mean, they just they just yeah, ran that, over that them. Just, you ran them over them. It was oh my god. Uh, the Rodrigo goal was or Rodri just sorry Rodri the blast. Um, the littlest guy on this entire pitch is is Silva from uh from Man City. Like everybody towers over that dude. He's like 5'6, five, 5'7. Five, and somehow the biggest guy, Holland, sets him up with his cross and and the 5'6 dude buries it with a header. It was out of this world. <laughs> it's ridiculous. As, um, as and a of five, course seven guy, at least in my uh driver's license, um I I I'm thankful for that. I mean, he look he looks like Holland's child when they're together. He's like up to his hip. <laughs> um, and then Benfica hosted Inter Milan and Inter Milan beat them 2-0. So they have they have a uh, ways to dig out there. Uh, on Wednesday, you had the uh, Serie A battle between Milan and Napoli. Uh, Milan had an amazing double side, like 180 TFO that was really, yeah, that really was, impressive. It was. Yep. Really cool. And and they win the match 1-0. Goes back to Napoli. So, you know, I, I have more recent allegiance to Napoli. I'm hoping they can pull it off and, and kind of get through this thing. Yeah, and then Real Madrid, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just, you know, like, it'd be nice to have Napoli make it into, you know, a semi and a final, but Definitely. I don't know, man. Milan Milan had their number that day, so. I know, I know. It's 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 not going to be an easy ride, and I was listening to, well, just talking to people while we were there, but even listening to some commentary, like, they're already celebrating the fact that they've come this far, and, and this the, the fear is that they're just, you know, we're just happy to be here kind of a thing. It's like, no, 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 guys, keep going. It's not over yet. Let's let's, let's get to the next one. Let's get to the yeah, next that's, one. That's not the Italian type custom. He's like, you want to win it all, right? You want yep. to be here. Yep, 100%. Um, and then Madrid beat Chelsea 2-0 uh, pretty convincingly from what I remember. I think Vinicius, I think he had a goal and an assist, if I'm not mistaken. He got, I know he got a little trophy for like man of the match or whatever it is. Um, so that's that. They'll, they'll get rolling on their second legs. I think it, they start off this week already. They might. Um, CCL fever. Um, actually, the amazingly so it's got Violet versus Leon. Leon were already up five nil arrogant, so you know they could put put the uh, 
put the water and, and physical therapy staff in and just see what happened. Didn't really matter. And Violet actually win. They beat them two to one. It's not near enough, nearly enough. Six to two aggregate. Leon is through for the uh, semis. And then we had the full um, MLS side there, LAFC versus Vancouver. Um, as you can see, I got this one at halftime. It was 2-0. <laughs> and uh, I think, uh, was that, that, what was the final? They put in another one, I think. I think it was 3-0 because they, they went 5-0 over, on aggregate over Vancouver. Um, LAFC, like we said, they are, they are hot, probably Super. going deep. Um, then on the other side, you've got Atlas and Philadelphia. Philadelphia came from behind, actually, to tie them 2-2 and win 3-2 on aggregate. So they are through. Uh, Tigres just smacked Motagua 5-0 for a 6-0 aggregate. So I'm just burning through this to get to the semifinals, which soon start. You've got a split Liga Miekis versus MLS semifinal. Leon Tigres on one side and LAFC and Philly on the other. So we are guaranteed, guys, a Liga Miekis and, and uh, MLS final, which is great. Um, not sure exactly where it's going to be, but, you know, considering the way LAFC is playing and the confidence they're playing with, it'd be hard not to bet on them, I think, at this point. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be exciting just to be able to watch, but that LA, LAFC and Philly match is going to be fun to be able just to, yep. to, be able to see. Little and so MLS Cup rematch. Mm-hmm. Yep, that should be totally interesting. All right. Yep. Well, on the other side too, like there's there's no uh, there's no good blood between Leon and Tigres either, so that could be that could be an intense one too. <laughs> um, right, moving along, we've got the uh, the this weekend racism, which is just a very strange interleague or interteam rather situation here. Uh, and maybe you guys want to speak a little bit more on it, but it was within Bayern, um, Sane and and Sadio Mane, uh, I should say Sa- Mane. This is what sucks too, because their their names rhyme. Mane um, is attacked uh, by with some racial BS by Sane, and again, this is the same team, and both players are well. Sane is, uh, I'm sorry, see here we go. Mane, <laughs> African, and Sane of African descent, and he's and he's dropping the racism. It's like, it's very frustrating. I'll I'll throw you guys. It's, it's what a mess. I mean, we just can't get rid of this, you know, like, it's just, I don't know, to be honest with it, you know, we can talk about more about, you know, that aspect of it when we get to the MLS section too, we'll just bring it in now because of the, um, of all the other news, but yeah, it's like, that's, that's like colonialism all over again, calling somebody else's, you know, that has the same energy just to be able to do that. And I mean, I know, I know Mane has, has not had the greatest season with Bayern so far, right? And, but like, like, and I understand the whole argument of like, oh, it's it's on the field. Once it's over, it's over. I said, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're gonna do with this. Like, I I have not read up on if there's a suspension coming for any of them or Mane is gonna try to get out now, you know, because he he's just not having the greatest season there and goes somewhere else, which mm-hmm. you know is is an option, and I think if he gets that option explore it just to get a new I, I would imagine Bridget would love for him to hop back to Liverpool <laughs> I've seen a few reports where he's like told friends that he misses Liverpool interesting <laughs> and especially after like this week that plus um coming back from the injury so mm-hmm. um yeah it's 
I don't know. I know. That's the way I feel. It just sucks. Like I had to reread it a couple times. Just be like, God damn it. Really? <sighs> All right. Um, EPL Holland is still doing Holland things. He, he had a brace yesterday, uh, which puts him in a tie with Salah for most goals scored in an English Premier League season. They are both at 32, which is amazing. And there's still all these matches to go. Um, that puts them both ahead of Shearer, um, some guy named Bronaldo and Luis Suarez. But I mean, yeah, he's the speed at which Erling Holland is, is accomplishing these things is what's just awe-inspiring. Absolutely incredible. Um, he, and I'll, he actually... Go ahead. He actually makes me want to watch Man City games. He's fun to watch. Which I mean, the whole the whole team lot. is. I yeah. know. I, I mean, know. I mean, yeah, like him and De Bruyne. Like, yeah, that's I, exactly it. Like, they're they're fun to watch individually. Seeing them play together is insane, and it, absolutely. I have to just separate the fact that it is Man City. But well, like, I'll tell you how I do that. Like to to give give yourself some some mental space and disassociation i just tell myself i'm watching a pep team you know because my connection is more to pep guardiola there you go. yes the colors are different the team is different the the but nation is different yeah. but it's pep yes yeah. exactly <laughs> um did you want to add anything uh bridget rodrigo for your your epl-ness I, I don't know if your teams are played yesterday or oh we got today, we but, got we got cleaned by Aston villa but we're still uh, we're still like in the top four i think so it all depends on what what this Sunday brings, but overall, I mean, like mm. it was weird. It was weird in the um in, in the EPL this year. This season, it's like it's um we watched um what game were we watching that that ended up uh is it yeah when 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 um when Tottenham lost that game was crazy. Yeah, we watched oh, that, that was the last twenty minutes. Of the late, game right? was crazy. Yeah, really late goal by Bournemouth. I. I missed the game. I caught, um, I think I got to the TV like right before that goal went in. Yeah, if you nice. if you get a chance, if you can watch the game, just watch the last twenty five minutes. Yeah, because that's that's the nuts thing, like how open that game was, and just how overall, like you know, and this helps Bournemouth and 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 their placing, right? I think it's just because mm-hmm. I don't think they they beat the Spurs in their own stadium. And I think yeah. that's the first time it's ever happened for them. So incredible. So, um, so you know, um, well, there, there's a, uh, a a taste of things to come when you all talk about uh, Minnesota United and then and late goals. <laughs> Just leave that one there. Dot dot dot. Uh, yeah, Rodrigo, <laughs> you're in, you're in third right now. Still? Wow. Yeah. Oh. Not bad. Not bad. Liverpool. How, how many matches eighth. left? We don't, Bridget? we don't play until tomorrow. Um. Five? Oh wow! So we're like getting crunch time. Right? Five or six? Five or six? Yeah. Well, That's since since we mentioned the, this week good. racism, let's just quickly touch on the MLS uh, uh, portion, right? Just for this one section. So the sure. MLS suspends New York Red Bulls Dante Van Zier for six games. Um. So there's a lot of talk about this. So Major League has suspended uh, forward Dante Van Zier for six games for using racist language during his team's game against San Jose Earthquakes. In a statement, the league said when she is prohibited from participating in the Lamar U.S. Open Hunt, MLS Next Pro Series games, exhibition match until suspension is completed. The league has also imposed an undisclosed fine and will require Benzier to participate in additional league-mandated training and education sessions, as well as 
restorative restorative practices practice programs. So this Here's is the, the one from from last week, right? Yeah. It happened yep, last right. week. Yep. Got it. Right. Thank you. Here's the thing that I I yeah. understand. Like 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 I understand six games is is more than any player has gotten so far. I think so far. Uh, yeah the the last one was a three game three game suspension. So like, so like so. I, I get that I understand that and I, I, I see that as a positive step for the league, but if you like, but the league promotes zero tolerance when they pitch it to uh-huh. players that are coming in zero tolerance everywhere, right? We're coming up to two years of 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 the murder of George Floyd and how it affected the the players and the black uh, three years man three. yeah three years sorry, okay. um, and so like. To make, if you really are like an ally, you want to make a statement, and a statement is a longer ban, right? I, I yeah, think... and this, um, I mean, this includes. It's not just league matches; it includes everything else. So that was interesting um, to hear that. Like, I mean, I'm not. I haven't checked their full schedule, but that it's only going to turn out to be like three MLS games. Oh, um, I see what you're saying. They're like spacing it so out like, on other things. Yeah, because it um I don't remember when they're first and I, I was meaning to do this last night, but um it's going to include like their open cup mm-hmm. and any friendlies. Right. Um and uh, I don't think they have any friendlies coming up within a six game period. But uh it, so it's not just MLS games, like it it's applying to everything. So all said and done, like he could just miss two or three MLS games, right? Maybe four. I don't know. I haven't checked the schedule again. Yeah. But, I mean, um, working, those, working those loopholes. Yeah. So it's, and typically it is, you know, however many MLS games plus like you're also not allowed to participate in whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like not necessarily a suspension or a ban for those games. It's just like, that's part of part of the deal and that's yeah. not how they're doing it on this one um that's one, of the, one of the tweets one of the tweets i saw going back to the zero tolerance thing i think it was jeff reuter actually who was like okay well six games is like 65 percent tolerance of races right yeah <laughs> like the percentage <laughs> of the season I, I think it was like 80 80 something percent so this is a 80 percent tolerance league uh we'll just God, gross uh that sucks. And, so, well, and this is the one too where they took like 20 minutes of, of stoppage right. or whatever too well, right yeah and to, nothing. to then, and then do nothing yeah then have this like, yeah I, i've taken um, somewhat of a heat on 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 the twitter sphere for like my, my oh, yeah. stand on this whole thing but which is fine i don't really care but my understanding is like yes pros to the league for doing what they're supposed to be doing right the, <laughs> like, let's, let's, let's give a round of applause for what they say they're going to be doing and they haven't really done so like i, I like like, but but to me is like a, and we've talked about this. Is is this whole like, one is the undeclosed fine amount because this person is a DP player. He makes millions of dollars. Just tell us how much he's gonna get fined. It's like but that. it's they never disclose those numbers though. Yeah, like for that. any, for anything. So it's not like this is something like they're just not saying it this time. Like yeah. that's standard practice. I, I understand so, it. To, and, and, I think and, they should say what it is, but just to point out that it is like yeah. This isn't out of the ordinary. And the other thing, too, is the additional league mandated training education sessions. Like, we still don't know what players go through 
in order to say check the check mark as to like zero tolerance racism training right like yes and i don't think we'll ever i don't think we'll ever will i mean it'd be nice to know because then we can have a basis as to like because a lot of pundits were like well this is uh ignorance over racism and i'm like ah i'm like um let's not pull the trigger on that let's look to see what kind of training are they getting how are they right. being accountable to that training because if you have to give extra training, shouldn't that training already be included into exactly. what we're doing? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, well is well is said. this training like the official like uh you know, if you if you work for a larger company, everyone has to go through the the sexual harassment training, which is usually a video of like very clear stereotypical things like don't call your uh you know don't ask your secretary to sit on your lap or mm -hmm. like call the one Jewish guy in the office, a banker or like that's, and I'm, I'm not making any of these up. I actually sat through that video many, many times. Um, 1975 not, footage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like Perfect. never got updated. It was more like, you know, it was like watching a, an old sitcom or something, but oh. um yeah, I mean, if if the training is like some standard, like, you know, you put it out to check a box in your corporate five, like, your your Forbes five hundred meetings or whatever. Yeah, we don't we don't know what the training is. We know that they brought in. I think there's an outside firm that does it, but I mean, there's all sorts of um, sorts of versions of that, and I'm yeah. sure that MLS selected their firm carefully to you know to maybe avoid doing some extra work or to or to take as little time as possible and to be able to check off as many boxes as possible we don't know um what is this extra training what are these uh restitution type restorative acts yeah, we don't we know, know nothing of that and I think it's yeah it's frustrating well, and i understand why the business size of it probably will never reveal what that is but if they really want us, they really want to be able to get support from fans uh, and and uh, supporter groups. It's just like, just let us know what the training is, so that we have a basis of understanding as to. What so you doing. so you know if they're doing enough or if this is just a you know, passing it off and and to the point of the supporters groups. So both of the the main Red Bulls SGs um, have called out the club on that. Um, and said that the six match ban isn't enough. Mm, um, they think that uh, more needs to be more needs to happen, and that this isn't acceptable. So, um, before their home match yesterday, uh, they the fans went to their section as usual, held their scarves up for the anthem, um, and they walked out afterwards. Awesome. I haven't been able to I haven't been able to pull a video yet to see how many actually walked out if if the whole section did go. Um but they were just gonna walk out and not not cheer, just be silent, hold their scarves and then leave. Um so you have there you go. two large supporters groups standing up. We'll we'll see how long um how long they push that as well because yeah. as we've seen that doesn't always you know get your that doesn't always create change <laughs> we've seen that here um so we'll see what happens with that but 
Cool. Uh, that's that's every, positive news. Everyone is fed up and and done with the whole thing. So we'll see. I was going to bring happens. it back really quickly just to to wrap this thing. Um, Brazilian women's team is is really on on high vibes and kind of a tear right now, which is exactly where you want to be going to the Women's World Cup here. Uh, so they they lost to the U.S. in the little tournament and the uh, she believes here, but then they tied and and took uh, England number two all the way to PKs and lost in PKs to them. And then just this week, I think this is their last two-nut match. They beat Germany's number three or number four, beat them two to one. So, you know, not trying to look into things too much, but in terms of like getting themselves, you know, amped up and, and, and excited for the actual competition that's coming here shortly, you know, they, they're, they're playing with the top levels right now and, and either meeting them or beating them. Not to say that that guarantees anything, you know, but uh, I'm really looking forward to watching watching this team. Like, I, I I'm confident they're going to get through the group stage, and then I'm I'm just I'm, I'm I don't know I, I I love the vibes right now, and, and I want to see how far they're going to go. I think they're going to be uh, they're going to become a fan favorite pretty quickly. I think that's all I got. Empty. Oh, look at that! Impressive. That is a good action right there. Yeah. Bridget was just showing the photo just, of the uh, uh, Red Bull Stadium, by the way, listeners. Yeah. Which, so, I mean, it, it's even more funny because the stadium, it, mind you, this is like they're just kicking off as this photo was taken. But um, there's like little groups of people spotted throughout the stadium, but otherwise it's fairly empty. And then you have your entire supporter section. Walk out, so Impressive. Yeah. And um, to end this... Uh, <laughs> connection of this weekend racism real madrid's antonio rudiger was racially abused by supporters after winning in cadiz so mm. um uh, this is um video posted by spanish media on sunday show cadiz fans yelling insults at rudiger after he went to the stands to give away a shirt to someone who appeared to be a madrid supporter objects were also thrown at the german defender who is black so way to go <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah. So with that, we'll end, <laughs> we'll take a quick break. And uh, well, no, this is, we we don't want to allude that we're doing this out of order. This is the end uh, of the show. So thank you, listeners. Uh, thank you, Rodrigo. Thank you, Bridget. Um, we'll do it again next week. Uh, Patreon.com backslash MN Football Show. Uh, we're gonna do a, I believe, a separate recording. Uh, Rodrigo is gonna work. Uh, so big thanks to. Uh, to Sparkle and to Mario, uh, who are amazing, and and enjoy that that standalone interview with TC Sol because it's it's great. Um, I don't know which one's going to come out first, but they're probably going to be a package. So we appreciate them, and we appreciate so, you. So if not, I uh, hope you enjoyed that interview. Yeah, that's right. Mario, <laughs> that and uh, and uh, look forward for look forward to some more from them through this yeah. season. These are the things that happen when we're when we're we're podcasters and producers all wrapped in one with no That's separation. Right. It just That's all right. happens. It's just, a, <laughs> it's just a one rabbit hole that we all go down with. But yeah. That's right. No. Yeah. Well we'll, we'll hear more about them. Hopefully they they have they, they got you two accountable to to show up for at least one yeah, time maybe. I'm, I'm one. So, so yep. um I'm, we'll we'll work on that. But yeah, thank you. Um shout out to TC Soul uh and Soul of the Cities. Um and just um you know Enjoy this crappy weather day. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that just seemed to be the mood for soccer this weekend. Seriously. Uh, 
It's yeah, pretty much. This is what that right. feels like. All right. Thanks, friends. Ciao. Bye.